Ladies and gentlemen, well, it's the it's the Mean Green uh, Nation podcast. Wait, there's that one. Or there's this one. That's the sad one. I need like the hype one. What is a good one? I got this one. That's the one I got right now. I'm gonna have to import a better version of this song. Um. <laughs> North Texas went up to Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, and they won in overtime, 65 to 59. Um, I don't think there's a lot more to say than that in terms of, like, how should you feel right now. Um, you know, excited, happy, uh, tremendously proud, all that other good stuff. With me as usual, Mr. Greg, how you doing? tonight on this tuesday march 21 absolutely fantastic absolutely <laughs> fantastic <laughs> uh, yeah as you should right i mean you know like that's exactly what we wanted from this team uh all season long right you know we, we had five four five four quad one games right two of them were against fau right those is that what i think the other one was like uh, the other two were like uab uh, that was one of the things that didn't get North Texas into the tournament. Uh, we wanted big games. Mac has been trying to schedule big games. He's calling up these programs saying, let's play you. We'll play you there. You, you can come here if you want. We'll play you somewhere. And they're like, nah, we don't want to do all that. And now we see the reason why. And why is that? Because yeah. North Texas will punch them in the mouth and beat them in their home gym, you know? <laughs> you know what? North Nobody, Texas is using their towels people. right now. They're using their towels, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what's happening right now. Uh. They're dancing in their locker room in the in Gallagher Iba Arena, North Texas dancing in that locker room as we speak right now. Uh, as they should, as they should. So just, I mean, if you didn't watch the game, I know some of you haven't. You know, you're kind of tuning in late. The game started at six. It just ended literally about what ten minutes ago. Uh, yeah, North Texas went to overtime against Oklahoma State. Jumped up on them. Uh, was up at halftime by seven. Uh, Oklahoma State made a, made a run. Neither team shot particularly well. North Texas shot 35%, Oklahoma State 33%, which was on brand for both teams. Both teams are very good defensively. North Texas number one in the nation in scoring defense. Oklahoma State uh, was at 12th in defensive efficiency per Kempom, uh, I think that was. So both teams could defend. You thought, you know, like, hey, it's going to be tough. North Texas also down. Abu Usman, right? So we're saying, like, they have a couple of big dudes. They have uh, that Cisse dude and the other guy. A couple guys that can, you know, they're just big. And so we thought that's going to be an issue. North Texas is going to get out-rebounded maybe. But, uh, and they did, but it was only 38 <laughs> to 44. It's nothing, you know, you're like, oh, that was just, you know, ridiculous. It was reasonable, I guess. And then, like, North Texas came up with huge rebounds when it mattered. Uh, uh, Mulai... Sissoko, a big rebound late. There's a couple of them where there's like small things, but he got a rebound, getting his hands on it. Scott, what a huge rebound late. Uh, there's a couple that they missed, including one where uh, it was a Caleb Asbury could have put him up a couple, like with like seconds to go. He ended up missing them both. And then you get a tap out on a free throw, and Oklahoma State has another chance to tie, like to go, to win the game. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, uh, to, to beat the man, meaning win the game, you got to uh, you got to beat the man. That means make shots, uh, and they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't make shots, and North Texas did make shots, uh, including some huge ones. Tyler Perry. It felt like he made 17 threes, but he only made three, <laughs> three threes out of 14 attempts. Uh, but they were all huge, ridiculous threes that either put North Texas up or tied the game or cut the lead. I mean, it's, it, they were all huge. Kai Huntsbury's three was, were huge. He had two of them. Uh, Aaron Scott's threes were huge. He made two of three. Um, you know, Reuben Jones uh, played well defensively. Just a lot of a lot of good stuff all over there. But I want to give a special shout-out to uh, Sissoko stepping in and starting roll. 12 points, 15 rebounds. Good stuff from that guy. And, and he hasn't been a guy that's gotten a lot of rebounds. Right. He, he played last game, only had one rebound. I think like him and Martinez were out rebounded by Tyler Perry. So mm -hmm. like coming in, I was like, man, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. But 
I mean, the way that Oklahoma State defends you, they try to go for the block shots, and I think that benefited Soko because he was there, he was in position to get rebounds, and he did, and he finished, and he got putbacks. And when Martinez was in there, you know, he battled too. Like, it, that, that's a tough thing for guys like Soko and Martinez. Those are your two bigs. That's it. And you're facing a front court like Oklahoma State has, where they have the defensive player of the year, in the big 12 as their center and they've got so much length and height for those guys to play the way that they did was was outstanding and really defensively north texas like you said at the beginning they hit them in the mouth they made shots difficult and the only offense that oklahoma state could have was offensive rebounds they had 20 offensive rebounds and yeah i mean north texas got some timely ones but oklahoma state did too that's kind of like how they got back into the game. They hit a few shots, but then they were getting like second, third chance opportunities. And you're like, man, if we could just get back to, <laughs> you know, holding them to one shot. But I mean, again, that's, that's tough when you're down, you know, one of your best players in Usman, regardless of what people think and how he's played the last couple of weeks, he still, he would have had an, a Sissoko type of game today. I think like he would have done just as well as him and, and hopefully everything's, you know, okay with his family and stuff. But I mean, just, it, it was it was a very much on brand North Texas win, and they got the opportunity to finally play a major team this year, and they showed what they're capable of. It wasn't pretty at times, but we have guys that make shots when it counts, and they have all year. Kai Huntsbury has, and he did, even though he struggled throughout the game. Tyler Perry, they were hounding him all night long. But, I mean, again, he's his last three that he hit, that's going to be one of those, like, legendary shots that goes down, you know, in, in his highlight reel when whenever he's done in North Texas. That's going to be one of the ones. Yeah. And it, when you say it's one of the ones, the dude has had, like, 15 of them. Yeah. But, I mean, that one is going to stand out because you're just like, my God. I th- so I think here's one thing, you know, right? Like, you know that uh, you're becoming a name uh, is when some people start to hate you. And I can tell you one guy that probably hit Tyler Perry, and that's Caleb Asbury, because <laughs> he saw he, he was eliminated by Tyler Perry in Denton last year because Tyler Perry was hitting threes in their face. And then in this one, he said, what do I got to do? <laughs> you know, he can't keep getting away with this. Um, so that that's one guy. Oklahoma State, uh, you know, it, it's been a long time. Like, North Texas used to play Oklahoma State. Remember one time they, they came down and played in Denton. They, they don't do that anymore. Um you know, uh, and you know, like Texas Tech came down to Denton once, once upon a time. They don't do that anymore. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, and we'll, we'll get to this in a second. There's, there's some coach talk later on. Maybe when uh, we have a coaching connection to the coach at Texas Tech, maybe they'll go come down and play, play uh, in Denton or something. Um, but here is going back to the thing, right? One of the sh- ones, right? He had a Louisiana Tech like shot. You might remember last year. Uh, he had a potential game-winning shot. He missed it. Uh, uh, Thomas Bell gets the rebound, finds him again, and he hits the three to, to win the game. Same kind of deal. He hits. He shoots a shot, a little step away, creating space, misses it, gets open. Matt Stone, huge rebound. Again, this is the thing, huge rebound, kicks it back out to him, and he hits a three. Um, again, North Texas shot 35% this game. Oklahoma State, 33%. It was ugly at times. If you're not, if you did not have a rooting interest in this game, you might have <laughs> turned the, the channel and been like, you know, what? I love college basketball, but I don't love it this much. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, it, it got ugly at times, but it was it was uh, tightly contested against two teams that pride themselves on defense, give a lot of effort. And I wrote about this right when you play in the postseason, and then this is the quarterfinal, right? You're in this level. That means third round of the NIT. The teams only get better. Right, you don't get a worse team. You don't get a uh, you know. It's not like the SEC where they throw in like a uh, you know a Citadel Week 13 or something like that. It doesn't happen that way. You only play good teams, right? The teams there was Wisconsin and Oregon right now. Two good teams. They're playing and they're gonna play North Texas next in the in the semifinal round. Uh, The programs only get better, right? Like Alcorn State, good had a good season. Give a round of applause. But they're not like really a name program. They're eliminated, right? Uh, Last week, Sam Houston State had a good season. Uh, eliminated, right? We beat them. Uh, Oklahoma State, good season, uh, good, a solid mid-table mid-season in the Big 12, the best league in the, in the nation. Eliminated. You're going to play a Wisconsin. You're going to play an Oregon. And two teams that have combined for three Final Fours, including national championship experience and, uh, appearance in the last 
20 years. Uh, I'm reaching a little bit for that 2004 year, but uh, <laughs> that was the Oklahoma State, right? But like 2015, Wisconsin was playing for the national title, right? That's not that far away. Um, you know what I mean? Like the fans, the people, they have recent history. They go to, the, they care about these programs. It's it's only gonna get tougher, and that's a good thing. That's what North Texas needs. That's what we want to enjoy. Like, believe it or not, <laughs> I was that was kind of stressful late there. That like, ah. Uh, I, I was reminded of North Texas playing against Purdue in the NCAA tournament. And you're like, why am I putting myself up <laughs> in these <laughs> situations, right? Like, why do I, you know, it, it seems, uh, it was my wife says all the time, she's like, being a sports fan is so stupid. Like, you're just stressed for no reason. On a Tuesday night in March, I could have been, you know, watching a movie, eating some popcorn. But here I was, you know, shoving down some onion rings, like, come on, please, play some David. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, well, you were stressed, and now you're absolutely elated. Yes. And tomorrow's going to be great, regardless of whatever coaching stuff comes about. But, it, I mean, it it doesn't matter. Like you said, tonight was all about North Texas basketball, the brand that has been on display for the past couple seasons that not a lot of people have gotten to see. They got to see us versus Purdue. I didn't really get to, you know, versus Villanova. That was that was just tough. But mm-hmm. you know, there's not much basketball on tonight, mm-hmm. right? And you were on a standalone game on ESPN, and you got to show against, like you said, the big, best conference in college basketball, one of the the last four or uh, one of the first four teams out, the number one seed in the NIT tournament. You got to show your brand to the country, to like guys that might be in the in the portal thinking like, hey. I could see myself playing for North Texas. You know, they play my style of basketball and you know, that, that could help out. Like, you know, when Brower's out there trying to reach out to a transfer guy, like, Hey, do you want to, you know, are you interested? Uh, I don't know. Now he might be more interested because he saw us play. Like, you know what? These dudes play tough and they battle, man. I want, I want guys that that'll battle with me and battle for me. Like, so, Hey, th- that's great. We were on showcase tonight. Um, I'm extremely happy for, all the guys on the team, through all the adversity, through today, with Usman, the season, like, like for them to win this game the way that they did, just unbelievable. Mad respect for them. Yeah. So, like, um, to continue that thought, right? North Texas, like this version of North Texas, right? Tyler Perry specifically has not had that opportunity, right? Like, uh, Javion Hamlet had the stage. Uh, you know, he beat. He beat Western Kentucky in the championship game. He got a championship. Um, he won the player of the year, uh, of the year, obviously. And then he also, um, you know, got to beat Purdue in the NCAA tournament game. He had his moment. I think Tyler Perry um, got a little bit of that. I mean, it's the NIT. And we'll go ahead and acknowledge that the NIT, winning the NIT, I don't think is better than getting making the Sweet 16. I don't think that's better. Uh, I think it's something. I just don't know that it's better. It's something. Um, you know, like I think people talk about how many sweets uh, you can look, you go to Wikipedia right now, pick up any basketball team. There's a whole little section on there that says round of 32s, elite eights, sweet 16s made, final fours made. You don't see NITs one, right? So that's just a thing, you know, like it's, it, it's, it's a thing, but it's not a thing, not the thing. And that's okay. Uh, I still think that it, it's, it's worthy of celebration and all that other stuff. It's a stage, as like you said. Tyler Perry got to show for a lot of people, including a lot of self-professed uh, North Texas fans, who he is. You guys see a lot of people that don't do a lot of tweeting. They're like, hey, t- this guy Tyler Perry is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, he's been North Texas' best player for two years now. He's good. He's very good. Um, and that's okay. Um, you know, like, in in their defense, North Texas has to play on an ESPN. You got to play on a CBS. You got to play on some of these things. Some of that has not been North Texas' fault. Right. Like if you win some of those, uh, uh, I mean, like if, if we could schedule some of those games, they would have put us on TV and they couldn't. Right. Um, some of it is North Texas's fault. And like, well, hey, if you would have won and beat FAU, you would have got a chance to play a Memphis. Right. You know, you would have got a chance to play a FDU, whatever it was. All that said, all that acknowledged, um, this is a great win. This is a great moment for the program. Uh, getting to the NIT semifinal. Uh, it sucks. This is not at Madison Square Garden, and it has to be at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. But whatever, man. You know what? I bought my tickets on March 15th, flight and hotel. Some of y'all were out here just buying flights. Some of y'all were just over here buying hotels. I bought them both, right? Booked. 
So I'll be down there. I was even texting my friend. I was like, hey, what are, you, what are we going to do? What's there to do in <laughs> Vegas? Uh, you know, I was even moving. I'm, I was supposed to be on call. I was moving that around. Hey, I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be out. So I will be, you know, watching some basketball that week. So all that's it. I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be good. two good teams. Another stage, an even bigger stage, bigger moment. It's going to be next Tuesday on the 28th at, uh, I don't know, it's going to be like 7.30 p.m. They'll play the winner of this game that we're watching tonight. Um, um, who are they? Uh, Wisconsin and Oregon. Yeah. You it's, have, um, like, if you're going out to Vegas, if you get out there early, you got the Sweet 16 is there um, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, I'm not, I think they're Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's like the, yeah, it's the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, I'm the, I will not be out there for that one because um, I do, you know, I got to be a dad around here. My wife's already talking about buying some dogs or something like that. So I'm like, wait, is this because I'm leaving? Is this because that's why you think I might get some dogs? Um, all right, so let's let just go through some numbers. Again, I mentioned North Texas shot 35%, 33 percent uh, for Oklahoma State. Uh, in the first half, North Texas shot 34 percent. Second half, 32 percent. Uh, Oklahoma State shot much better, but much better meaning 42 percent. Um, I think that's solid, solid work. And the second and the overtime, I'm sorry. Uh, Oklahoma State 0 for 7, missed all their shots, including Asbury missing four, and he went one to two from the from the free throw uh, line. Uh, just terrible shooting by him down the stretch. I, I'm gonna say some of that's just being unlucky, right? Just bad shots, and I think some of that's the moment, and then some of that is North Texas making him work all game. Legs a little tired. I think that yeah, we'll give North Texas a little credit. Yeah, I think you you have to give a lot of credit to Tyler Perry, Kai Huntsbury, and Ruben Jones. For the way that they defended the guards for Oklahoma State, we—I mean, we knew that Ruben is going to play defense, right? But I thought Tyler Perry did an outstanding job, and everybody that he was guarding, and the same thing for Kai Huntsbury because he drew the assignment of their best player. You know, they—they put—they put Ruben on Asbury, and then you know they put Huntsbury on the ball um, against yeah. the uh, the guard. Oh God, I missed his name. The um, against Bryce Thompson. That's yeah. who they put. Um, Huntsbury on and again he only had six points and that was their guy that was averaging the most points in the game you know Asbury yeah he had 14 it really felt like he did his damage when he was getting some rebounds he had eight rebounds in the game um, but yeah so offensive efficiency 97 defensive efficiency 88 I mean you can't that's that's like right. I I mean, you wish you had a better offensive efficiency, but to to have a 97 against a team like Oklahoma State, that was like you mentioned earlier, they were 12th in defensive efficiency in the country. That's pretty good for a team that <laughs> all these Tech fans don't think can play <laughs> offense, right? Yeah, we can't play offense. All right, so let's address that. We're we're 20 minutes into the show. We'll we'll talk about it. I think uh, I wrote about it earlier in the rumor thing. Uh, some of that was informed by what you told me and what others have been telling me and what others have been talking about. Uh, a lot of signs are pointing to Grant McGaslin having been uh, having interviewed at Texas Tech or at least in line to be a candidate. I saw uh, Goodman said, hey, he's emerged as a leading candidate. Like a lot of things where people are saying like it's, it's my, it might happen or it will happen. And so I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be when North Texas season uh, ends, right? It, it could have possibly been tonight. You lose that game, tomorrow he's probably going to Texas Tech. Uh, you've seen some reaction from Texas Tech fans, and you're referencing that there. I'm saying, um, I don't like his offense. His offense is that good, not that good. Uh, I think they just don't know basketball, right? I mean, like, the, there's a lot. Every, every program in America has something about their offense that's a weakness. You can't be perfect. Something about it, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we score a lot, but we don't get rebounds. Or, you know, we hit a lot of threes, but we're not great in the interior. Or like Purdue, uh, you know, they got a big man, best big man in the country, can score all day. But their three-point shooting, a little suspect, especially recently. Every team has a weakness. You got something. Uh, North Texas is heavily reliant on Conference USA Player of the Year, Tyler Perry. And sometimes when he's just a regular human, like he was against Charlotte at Charlotte towards the end of the season, and he doesn't come up amazing like Superman, then you lose the game. That That's a weakness. All right, you know, what, 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 that's what it is. Hey, but you know what? Sometimes, uh, more often than not, he comes up smelling like roses, like he did at Gallagher-Iba Arena 
March 21st, right? 23 points on 7 of 21 shooting, 6 of 6 uh, free throws, uh, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. Great stuff from Tyler Perry. Doesn't look so bad all of a sudden to be reliant on that guy. That guy seems like he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, for me, here's the thing that that sucks, is that Grant has done everything that he's needed to do to earn a a high-profile job. He has earned the Texas Tech job. There's no doubt about it, because... It is a better it is a better job than North Texas. I mean, we can be fair and we can say that they have more resources, more money. It's a better league. It's you know it has the NIL, the fan support. There's more fan support there, right? So he's earned it. I think like where North Texas fans get off and and me in particular is that you have the t- uninformed tech fans on Twitter and the social media sphere that don't believe that he's worthy of that. They believe like they deserve somebody better. And and we're all like, no, you should appreciate what you're getting in Graham McCaslin because he's not just a one trick pony. Like, yes, you see the offense, the way it's built now and it's slow tempo, slow tempo, but he's adaptable. He, I think that if North Texas had the people to play fast and depth to play fast, they would play fast, but they don't have that. He's built a team around JV on Hamlin. He's built a team around Tyler Perry. Those were his two best players, and he played to their skill set, right? If if Ruben Jones was the what the team was built around, then we would play faster, but it's not. It's built around Tyler Perry. And when Hamlin was here, it was built around what he did well, right? And so he's maximized the potential of what North Texas has been the past couple of years, right? And so, like, you have to – understand and and none of those people have really watched North Texas. I mean, he's gotten the most out of like under the radar type of players. We're not getting like four and five star recruits. We're not getting the best transfer portal guys. We're getting some under the radar. Like Thomas Bell was just a guy that they just discovered, you know, playing in a Juco tournament. You know, nobody thought that JB on Hamlet was going to be what he could be. There was some people out there that like really liked Tyler Perry but nobody was willing to give him an opportunity except really for North Texas to play at a high level, you know, cause they under, they saw what he could do. He was really good in Juco and they're like, you know what? We can make that work here. So I, it's just like that, that, that upsets me because let, man let me, has earned it. Let me add another name, Kai Huntsbury, right? He's a division two guy, right? Um, I mean, he said it himself. He's like, I was a division two guy. Not a lot of teams were looking at me to think that I could play at this level and get amount of minutes that I've been getting. Uh, and he scored 11. So it hit a huge three late in the game. Again, against a team from the best league in the nation. Uh, just supporting your point there. I think yeah, you, can so make, I mean, you, you make an argument that Kelvin Sampson at Houston is the best coach in America right now. Or he's peaking. He's clicking. He has a number one team. Uh, Houston's very good. I think one thing that, you know, it's been written about a lot of profiles and stuff written about him is how he said he adapts. He's not, he used to be a guy, and he's always a good coach. When he's at Oklahoma, he's a pretty good coach. Um, he used to be a guy that, like, was sticking to his system. Um, but, you know, he made changes. He said, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to do something a little bit differently. I, I change the way I do that. I'm evolving as a coach. Uh, some of the things you said about Mac, right, uh, you know, they, they kind of changed the defense a little bit. They're still defense defense first. They're a little bit more no middle, but they're a little bit different no middle than, like, a Texas Tech was under, like, Beard some um they changed the way their offenses run it used to be a lot of motion a lot of this um it's a little bit different they build around their players they adapt they learn they 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 don't they're not rigid about their system or their philosophy their philosophy is to win games i think that the underlying thing that doesn't change right we're going to compete for everything we're going to play hard we're going to be mentally tough uh how we do that you know you, do we hedge on the screens do we ice the screens it doesn't matter. You you can still have that same mentality and change the way you do things schematically. So yeah, I mean, I think if you if you think Grant McCaslin can't coach at your program, then maybe you just don't know basketball. Um, if if Grant McCaslin was the choice for Texas Tech two years ago, they'd still be playing basketball right now. Mm. Mm. Tell him, Grant. Tell him. Uh, well, like, look, he's been great. So North Texas, North Texas basketball. Always had potential, right? We've said that a long time. Uh, Johnny Jones is a, was a coach that could always get something out of nothing, you know, and I think he he, he got took North Texas to a couple, you know, uh, tournaments. They did, did well with what he had. and But I think that Grant McCaslin is a better coach 
than he is. And you give you by what measure are you saying? By league championships, uh, league wins, um, season wins, um, you know, like those things right there. I think those kinds of things are the are the next level thing. And it, it's again no disrespect to Johnny Jones, who I think is a good coach and did a lot. You know, did great for North Texas in his time here. Um, yeah, McCaslin is is done really great for North Texas because North Texas doesn't have like next level facilities for the basketball program. And so you're talking about Texas Tech to, to jump up there. Um, Texas Tech invested and they built a basketball center. Uh, they did it for Chris Beard, right? You know, um, and and now I think whoever the next coach is going to be, maybe that's going to be McCaslin is going to benefit from that. That's the thing that North Texas, if you want to uh, keep and maintain the kind of coaches that that we like, you know, a McCaslin-level coach, uh, we got to build an integrated basketball facility, right? An arena with two basketball courts on it or a coach's office thing where you have practice that's open, um, you know, 18 hours a day, like they said, for, for, the, for the players or something like that. Um, something, right? I was going over here to the... Uh, here in St. Louis to the Chaffetz Arena. It's the arena. There's a basketball court attached to it, right? Two basketball courts, full size. Men and women can go practice and, and do their thing right there. Um, that's the next level, right? If you want to keep building the program, that's it. Because I'm sure when Mac was looking at the numbers, he's like, guys, a couple more million dollars, I'm sure that can't hurt. But also just the work environment, you know, like, hey, go into this practice facility and being able to do much more, that's better. So that's just a note for anybody, any rich North Texas fans. <laughs> you got a couple million dollars burning a hole in your pocket. You're like, yeah, man, what, what can I spend it on? You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's an agreement between his agent and Texas tech on a financial like deal, like the framework, I think it's probably somewhere in the range of $3 million per year. And North Texas is paying him like 800,000 plus incentives. So uh, yeah, obviously we're not going to be there. And, and you talk about our program. What do we know about North Texas? Well, right, it, we pay well for a mid-major. Uh, okay, so that's that's positive. We're going to be in the AAC, which is uh, it's going to be a pretty good mid-major program. Then you talk about location. There's, there's plenty of high school kids that are good. There's plenty of AAU kids. There's plenty of transfer portal guys that want to move back to the Metroplex. You can get talent at North Texas. And, and now McCaslin and his group has gone outside that they they're not necessarily that type to get the people um, that are like the high name prospects in the Metroplex. Johnny Jones, probably a better recruiter than Graham McCaslin. McCaslin, probably a better like culture builder and like overall team builder is what I would say that. But I mean, North Texas is a pretty good job, right? But to get to that next level, like you said, I think the resources are probably the next step. And then hopefully the fan support, is the next one because it, it we've hit on it a bunch of other podcasts this year, but the fan support for North Texas, it's hard, right? It isn't there yet. Maybe that disappointed McCaslin a little bit. I know I would, if I was the coach, I'd be a little bit disappointed. 29 wins on the season. It was an epic season and we still, there were some home games. There was a lot of home games where there wasn't as many fans as there shouldn't have been. And there wasn't maybe as many students on some of the weekend games. Anyways, the fan support, Hopefully, eventually, it will come. But like you said, the resources are next, and then the fan support. So I think, like, even if McCaslin goes, which it, it's probably trending that way, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of interested coaches that are, you know, like I wouldn't say high-profile names, but are quality good names that could possibly take North Texas to the next level. Because that's the, like, if you're Jared Mosley, what's the question you're asking in your head? Like, if McCassins told you, like, hey, uh, I'm going to take this job, I'm going. So Mosley's sitting there, and he's like, what do I have to do to, you know, one, is is Ross Hodge the guy to take the program to the next level? And two, if I don't think he really is, do I just open this to, you know, a huge search? Yeah, I think um, for Mosley, I'm not going to tell him I'd do his job because he already interviewed and got the job, so, you know. Maybe he knows I do a show. Uh, like the the coaching search, maybe some of those preliminary calls. It's already started, right? Maybe just kind of seeing who's interested, seeing who's available, talking to some of those agents, that kind of thing. Uh, building your list. I mean, I, I think we we've said it on the show right? last year. Grant was you know rumored to go. He was a candidate for the Texas Tech job. They had a different little. Uh, well, last year was SMU. 
Um, yeah, well, yeah, last year was like strong to SMU, but I think he was a candidate or, or uh, like rumored to go to Texas Tech the last time the job opened. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, it, you know, he's only added 28 more wins to North Texas win total, right? Uh, against seven losses, beat Oklahoma State, Ac- Oklahoma State. I think if he wasn't a strong candidate, he's a stronger candidate today, right? Just like the dude Tobin Anderson, who was a strong candidate at Iona, and they're like, no, we're going to stick, we're going to go with Rick Pitino. And then he goes and wins uh, <laughs> wins the tournament game and almost gets to the Sweet 16. Then they're like, you know what? We've got another job opening. Now we'd love to have you here, Tobin. Uh, why don't you come on over? You can talk, you can talk your noise. We don't care. Uh, look, that's the name of the game, right? Like, you coaches move on they all kind of flow to the big powerhouses um you know if you're a basketball coach uh, or anybody your dukes your north carolinas um uh, your big time blue blood programs your kentuckys they're always going to get the best of the best they're going to get first crack at it and for good reason they put in the time the money the effort they have a legacy winning tradition to earn that right like you, you want uh to go where they care about basketball you go to kentucky that the, the other part of that, though, is that they care about basketball. So you can't just lose in, uh, you know, like early November or whatever it is. You can't have a poor game because they care about basketball. And so they're going to be talking about it on the coaches show. I'm like, hey, what's going on there? You guys only scored uh, 75 points. We expected, uh, you know, 85-90. And you're like, I mean, come on. You know, that's the flip side of it. Uh, you, you do that here in North Texas. There's a few message board people. Maybe it's me or you, right? Mm. Maybe, maybe you block a Greg. You got to do a lot more blocking if, if it's at Kentucky <laughs> to block everybody, you know? So, I mean, that, that's the flip side of it. It's more people care. There's more people care. It ain't just, you know, this podcast. And well, there's like three podcasts, North Texas ones. There's like 10 and there's national ones and there's national radio. You got Jim Rome talking about you, right? That's, that's the flip side of it, right? Um, uh, Texas tech, they care. There's a, uh, there's more support. Um, and there's more money. I, I think, if Mac leaves, we said this before, good on him. We can thank him for the memories. He gave us a lot of good, and he'll always be, uh, you know, welcome in Denton, Texas. You know, I don't think, you know, if he, he walks by, I'll buy him a beer. I'll buy him a couple of beers. Um, but, you know, like you said, there are there are those Blue Bloods, and there are the, you know, Power Six major programs that have the money, but there are other type of programs where you can, you can build a national power. You can, like Wichita State, they threw – money into their program and built the power Creighton, you know, I, there's not a lot to do in Omaha. So they decided to go play basketball and watch basketball. Right. So, you know, Gonzaga, yeah, I'm not going to really compare there, but I think like Wichita state Creighton, those type of programs, like if we put the money and the resources in it and let's say, you know, let's just for, let's say Ross Hodge becomes the next head coach and he wins like McCaslin, but you, you double the amount of resources that you have. And a power six job opens up that people think Ross Hodge might take. He's probably not going to take it now because he's got everything he needs at North Texas to win a national championship and he doesn't have to move his family. Yeah. 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 Basketball is special that way is that you can win. You can have a really good thing. And I think getting out of a, like the American being a two bid league, I think that extends your coaching uh, window like uh, it, it makes it makes guys a little bit more reluctant to move only because they know they don't like hey we don't got to be perfect right we don't have to be great and then win this conference tournament we can just we can have some room for slippage for slippage right and you know like that's the thing is that like FAU had a great year and and you know I thought North Texas was right there in a lot of ways I thought UAB was right there in a lot of ways and yet and yet you know, one bid league for Conference mm-hmm. USA. Conference USA is the tenth best league and has been like the tenth best league in the nation for a few years now. And I feel like you get a lot of disrespect, right? And it, like it's one big league, one bid league, and you get no benefit of the doubt. And I think that sucks because uh, North Texas has been very good for the last three years. Uh, I thought Western Kentucky. It, it was a few years ago that Western and Louisiana Tech made some noise in the NIT. And they would have went on if they would have not had to play each other in the NIT. They played each other like in the in the second and third round or something. I thought that was kind of lame because they were like the two best teams for most of the year. North Texas ended up winning that and going to the tournament and then beating Purdue. Like, it just happened a lot of times, right? Right now you got UAB playing, you got North Texas playing, you got FAU in the in, in the Sweet Sixteen, in the CBI you got Rice and Charlotte 
get in, they've won I think three games between them. Um, Conference USA is a good league. Um, unfortunately, nobody cared enough to to give them two two bits. Going to the American, I think you could uh, hopefully. I'm cross my fingers right now because this is what we <laughs> said when we left the Sun Belt going to Conference USA. We said, hey, it's a better league. Maybe we can get two bids. Um, and you know, some of that's North Texas' fault because we kept Tony Benford for too long. Um, and if we would have had a better coach for a little bit, maybe we could have been a better league. Anyway, um, we said this going to the to Conference USA. We're saying it again, going to the American, going to a little bit better league. Maybe we get a little bit more respect. And can earn a two two bits, right? You got FAU coming in, you got Charlotte, uh, Rice. All these teams that are just playing UAB, North Texas. All these teams that are still winning in the postseason, and also the garbage heap that is UTSA. But those are just some easy wins. Those are your warm up. Yeah, warm-up and then wins. in the in the American, you you still have Memphis and your Wichita State, who hired their head coach tonight. They got one of the guys that I thought North Texas should possibly interview interview in the. Um, uh, the Mills guy from Oral Roberts. He took the Wichita State job, which I think that's a really good hire for them. Um, Temple, they're still looking for a head coach. They've been a basketball. Now, I, would, I mean, they were power back in the day, in the John Chaney type of days. Yeah. I remember when they upset Rick Barnes the one year when they were in 11th seed. Um, and it's it's tough to win at Temple. Like, they got high expectations. But that's that's a program that's known for their basketball. So, you know, who knows what FAU is going to be like next year? Does Dusty May come back? And if if Dusty May comes back and everybody and they don't lose people to the transfer portal, that's going to be a top twenty-five team. Yeah, yeah. So all that said, like if Grant McGaslin, let's say, look, let's hopefully uh, it might be his last few games as North Texas coach, but let's hope it's two more games, right, and not just the one. Like he might leave the twenty-ninth, play the twenty-eighth. He'd probably leave the next day. They announce him. Um, I don't think they'd do it after the game. Maybe they would. I don't know. Texas Tech is a little crazy, but uh, maybe he maybe he leaves the thirty first. If he leaves, gives North Texas the NIT championship. Uh, I think that would be a fun farewell. But maybe in that afterglow, he's like, you know what? We can do this again. Yeah, we we, hey, we can keep it going. And there has <laughs> been no signed document. He has not signed any piece of paper that says, mm-hmm. I will be the Texas Tech head coach. There's still Tyler Perry there. Tyler Perry can say, coach, let's run it back. Let's <laughs> run it back. Like, one more time. Right? You know, D- there, Does there could Tyler be some... Perry have eligibility? You know, I think it's going to be like, yeah. have to fabricate got... something. No, I think he's got one more year left. And then the, you, maybe there was a UNT donor out there that was watching this. You know, doc, Dr. Phil, he was watching the ESPN, and he said, you know what? I'm not letting Grant leave. I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna put the money for it, yeah. and we're gonna keep him one more year. You never know. Like I mean, Grant is, I don't. We don't know him personally, right? Yeah. We don't know him personally. But when you win a game like this and you've been around a team, like that's had to fight like they have, and and they're so close. I mean, that does things to people. It at least, I I think it did a little bit. Yeah, you know, I wonder about that conversation. So I interviewed him after the loss to UAB, and he was like saying, uh, it was like the little press conference, press scrum, and he was like, yeah, you know, I was, I want to win with this team, and you know, I want to keep it going. Like he was asked, you know, you, a lot of rumors about Texas Tech, and he was like, that's you know, like not, doesn't has no nothing pertain to this team. It's irrelevant, to, no relevance to this team, and that's true technically. He didn't say no, nothing like that. It doesn't, not to this particular team and these particular guys. I think he's all in with these dudes. He wants the best because again, Scott has been a he's he's his development has been great. He scored eight in this game. He had he had two three point two three pointers in this one. He had a, a finish at the rim. Uh, well, he got fouled. He hit two free throws, two clutch free throws. Those are the only two. Uh, Tyler Perry, obviously, everybody loves the dude. Uh, but Ruben Jones, uh, he's been great. Um, you know, like Matt Stone, he had. He had uh, zeros across the board, but two rebounds, and he had an assist. He also had some terrible fast breaking, but <laughs> but I thought that when he played they, very well though. When they were resting Ruben towards the end of the game, he didn't have defensive lapses. Yeah, right. So I mean, you can have zeros across the board for this team as long as you don't make make mistakes on the defensive end. And I thought he did good. Yeah, that, that reminds me going back to the um, to. Uh, the Zach Simmons days, right, where it was basically Zach playing the whole game. 
But we needed spot minutes from Usman. Usman will come in, give you four minutes. And against Charles Bassey, defensive player of the year, uh, you know, future NBA guy. And he went in there and battled him for four minutes, gave you a, 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 a little baby hook over him too, and then sat down. But that was good. You didn't lose anything in those four minutes that you played. Uh, you actually gained a couple. And so then that let Zach come back in and, and do his thing there. That is a team. It's a team game. That's what I love about basketball. It's a team game. Like you said, it, you know, I'm giving Matt Stone a hard time. Um, but those were huge minutes. Like you see, he didn't lose anything there. You know, like he gave, he wasn't the best defender. He was not your Reuben Jones in the crunch, crunch time situation. You're not like, let me get Matt Stone on their, on Caleb Asbury over here. He's going to shut him down. You don't think that. That's all right. You say, let me get a couple minutes on one of their guys in the middle stretch of this game because Stone's not, he's going to hustle. He's going to play hard. He's not, we're not going to lose anything. And that's team basketball. It's a team game. You need that guy. Um, I'm looking at the stat sheet right now. Um, I think the over-under was like 121. Uh, they went over that because of uh, the overtime thing. But a couple tough defenses, again, playing tough basketball in this one. Uh, I, th- I saw a lot of good there, a lot of ugly, a lot of missed shots. Oklahoma State made North Texas play that ugly thing. I get a lot of comments, same kind of comments, like, our offense sucks. <laughs> what are we doing? Some of that is North Texas, right? <laughs> like, when, we, when we, we play very deliberately, and sometimes we toss basically hand grenades at our guy <laughs> and say, <laughs> here's three seconds left, do something with it, and they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> and I think, like, Jaden Martinez shot a three, but he caught it with, like, three seconds left and had to do like a step back. That's not his game, right? Like that's, that's a hand grenade. With um, a six foot nine guy. Yeah. That probably had a, a seven foot five wingspan. Yeah. Him. Like that's, that's not winning basketball. Um, and then there was another one. I think Perry got tossed a hand grenade uh, when he was pinned like at the timeline and had to just throw it up and he airballed it. Again, that's, that's not too bad. We, we throw a lot of hand grenades to Perry, but sometimes he can over dribble himself into some of those. Uh, I, there was one moment I thought that was important where like it was one and he started flexing to the to the bench to the sideline or something is that instead of doing a step back and step 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 back all the way to the three he got into that mid-range did a little step back and hit a bucket and I think if he could swap two air ball <laughs> possible threes and get a couple mid-range jumpers in his game then I think he'd just be that much better because that was a huge bucket, and I think we don't need him getting all the way to the rim and taking a lot of that punishment. I will. I don't hate a mid-range jumper from him. Let's say two, two of those games, maybe three. Um, yeah. but he he hit that huge one there, and that was that was big, and I, I just wanted to note that. Yeah, and and possibly even replacing some of like the the drives to the basket because, I mean, he draws a lot of contact, but he doesn't get a lot of the calls that he should like. There was a stretch there in the game where I think I tweeted it out. I was like, man, North Texas has been fouled in five consecutive possessions, but uh, nothing. Like, yeah, we're just getting thrown to the floor, but this, like, hey, yeah, it's okay. So, but I, I, I'm with you too. Like, I, that shot that he made there, that was, that was big boy basketball, right? That was, that was a shot that you see in the NCAA tournament with, in the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight or, you know, where a dude is putting his team on his back and he's not going to be denied, he makes a shot like that. And and that was, I mean, uh, it's been a while since we've seen him, like, make the, the mid-range type of shot like that. So, um, yeah. it was good. Yeah, just a, a couple notes for everybody else, right? A lot of you new to the, to the watching the squad, I think. Um, this is North Texas basketball. They play tough defense. <laughs> they make some mistakes. They're going to foul three-point shooters. Right, if you're like, yeah, man, why they fought? Mm-hmm. They've been doing that forever. Nobody likes it. I don't like it. But if you're if you're like, how come you're not calling that out? Because I've seen it. I made my peace with it. <laughs> and it's like that's how they like. If it means that they're gonna hustle to challenge everything and they're gonna get a season, uh, a nation leading you know scoring uh, points per game allowed team, they're gonna be that kind of team. And if it means they gotta file a couple jump shooters, so be it. I mean, I'd like them to not do it, but they do that. Um, the other thing is that North Texas is, uh, the, yeah, so they, we mentioned the offense. They're going to get into some ugly offense sometimes. There's going to be a couple over dribbles. There's going to be some times where like, let's get a better shot than that. And that, yeah, again, that's part of the deal. That's how we got here. They won 28 games out of, what is it, 36, right? Is that right? 
How many games they play? I'm doing some math. They won, they're twenty nine and seven. Twin, they won twenty nine games. They won twenty nine games, uh, out of thirty six, right? And so it's it works. It works. It doesn't always work the nicest way. There's some games a little closer than they should have been. Some losses that happened because they ran up against good teams. But this Oklahoma State team was a good team. They were an A-level game. Uh, if you go by Ken Palm's uh, thing, it was a, it would have been a quad one win uh, by some other men, measures if anybody cared about that. Uh, I, I thought Sam Houston was a good squad. Oklahoma State was a better squad. Uh, Alcorn State, also a good squad. And, um, you know, not as good. North Texas blew those teams out, and those are, you know, at home. This is the first game away, uh, and I thought they played well enough to win this game. And they were shorthanded, too. That's the other part there. We're, we're not talking about that. Abu Usman, one of the two players that you have to guard. Uh, North Texas is their big inside-out team. Usman's their second, their second dude. He's a main inside kind of guy. Does a lot for him. He was out for family reasons. Um, just a huge win for a lot of reasons. All right, so let's talk about what this all means. Going to Vegas, they'll play on the 28th. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN. It's the NIT semifinal from Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. It's a little bit off the strip. I, I looked it up. I bought my tickets on the 15th of March. I will be there. I'm going to fly out, I think, the morning of, of that day uh, just because it's easy as I can get or something. I forget. Looked at a lot of different options. But I'll be there then, um, and I'll be there through the 31st, win or lose. So I'll either be sad in Vegas or watch the championship game. That could uh, be dangerous. Yeah. But, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Uh, I guess if there's any place to, to gamble your, your sadness away, it'd be that one. Um, so on the other side of the bracket, there's still possibility. You can cross your fingers for this if you want to exercise any demons for UAB to meet North Texas in the final. UAB is in the bottom right back bracket, I think they call it. Uh, and, you know, they have a Vanderbilt. I think they play tomorrow. Yeah, I think it was the Wednesday. Because they're not, <laughs> they're not on now, and they're certainly not going to be on later. So, yeah. Pretty sure. So, for the people that were listening, just doing a quick search, McCaslin declined to comment um, after the game when asked about the Texas Tech job. Just said he wasn't going to comment on his future. Yeah, I think that's smart. You're not going to say anything like uh, – I, I I think that's by not comment. Like if someone's like, hey, uh, Greg, are you going to go work for ESPN? Be like, no, I'm not because <laughs> it's not going to happen. But if uh, – see, see, like if if, if, I, if I was McCaslin, I had the opportunity to walk into the locker room and, and do the Wolf of Wall Street like, I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so UAB plays Vanderbilt tomorrow at 7, and Cincinnati plays Utah Valley at Utah Valley. I don't know if that matters. But they'll be in the other bracket. So we'll, we'll see the other squads uh, in, in, uh, in the semifinal tomorrow. Uh, this game, I, I don't know, is it over yet? Oregon, Wisconsin, I'm not watching it right now. I don't have it on TV. I was watching Charlotte and Radford, so I like watching bad basketball. Uh, it was at halftime last time I saw, uh, it is that awful court at oh. first when I saw like the Oregon, it's 41, 37 Oregon's winning. Right. Like Oregon is wearing these God awful gray uniforms that say mighty on the bottom. And I was like, did they really put ducks at the bottom? But it says mighty Oregon. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. that You're going to wear crappy uniforms on the worst court in America. Look, the worst court in America is in Florida International University, but this one is a close know. second. I, I don't like this one, but that other one is pretty terrible. Um, I don't know. Do you have a preference in this one? Do you want to see Oregon or Wisconsin? Wisconsin would be – it would be an interesting matchup just because of how they run their offense and, you know, the tempo. Like, it would be like a true Big Ten game. Yeah, I, I don't know if it suits us more or not. You know, Oregon, Dana Altman, man, he's been such a good coach, but they just they weren't that good this year. So I don't know. I, I kind of lean towards I want to see Wisconsin because I think we can beat – I may pay for this later, but I think <laughs> we can beat a bunch of white dudes that – like, I, I mean, it's not like their offense, like, stands out. 
right? I mean, they they've sucked offensively, and if you suck offensively, and then you play our defense, well, you you're gonna like you're gonna suck more. Like Oklahoma State tonight, they were not a good offensive team coming into the game, and that they were even worse versus us. Oregon, thirty first in offensive efficiency. They can't shoot three, but they can offensive rebound. So maybe I don't want to see them. And then so let's let me see Wisconsin real quick, just so I can. Okay, yeah, see, like, I, I definitely would want to play Wisconsin. Their offense is 131. They can't offensive rebound. They don't get to the free throw line. They don't shoot the two well. They don't shoot the three very well. Yeah, like, and people don't <laughs> steal the ball against them. Like, that, that that's just, like, a matchup built for North Texas <laughs> to win at least by, like, 10. I like it. I mean, all right, I'm a root for Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. Is like, I don't like teams that also wear green. Because I think uh, is Oregon. Oregon's a one seed, and we're a two seed. So Oregon would be like the home team, right? And so they would wear white, and we'd have to wear black because we can't wear green. Um, you know. Whatever. Yeah, as I as I said that I would want to play Wisconsin. Now Oregon's on a ten zero run. So <laughs> hey, there you go. We will be playing probably Oregon then. Oregon's at home. There's that. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'd rather play Wisconsin because like Oregon is a Nike school. If we beat them, then you know uh, Phil Knight might be like, you know what, pull that contract. We don't need that North Texas contract. You know what I mean, <laughs> he doesn't hold even a know grudge. who North Texas is. <laughs> like he probably has no idea. All right, so I mean, yeah, that's it. Like, I, here's my my dream matchup is UAB in the final. That's not good for TV, but I want a little rematch. It'd be great to see Tyler Perry versus Jelly Walker. Uh, you know, round two, I guess, in a in a knockout tournament game. And you know they're in uh, in in Las Vegas. I put in for credentials. I did this a while back, and the guy was like, "Yeah, well, we'll wait and see. If uh, Nortex gets eliminated, then I'm just gonna deny it. But if not, then yeah. I'll process it. So we'll see what's going on. It's a different process than your normal credential request. You got to go through the NCAA, uh, and so we'll see what they say. But McCaslin obviously threw us fans a bone like this was reported by John Walker it looks like he's some type of Oklahoma State reporter it's like I guess McCaslin said there's a lot of people recruiting our guys too that doesn't mean they're leaving so hey 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 there's a chance there's a chance there's a chance wait wait there's a lot of people recruiting our guys too it doesn't mean oh like what does that mean? Yeah, and well, it's <laughs> it. the top of the quote says, you know, North Texas Grant McCaslin when asked about being linked to the opening at Texas Tech. So I guess like Texas Tech is recruiting him, but he's not leaving. Other teams are trying to recruit our guys too. They're not leaving. I'm just saying, like it's it's a positive thing if you're looking for things to be positive about about McCaslin possibly staying. Well, there you go. I will leave you with that. Um, what am I saying? I I like that. I like I like that thinking there. Um. Uh, what am I looking at? I'm just I'm looking at. I'm reading about a little bit. Here's the thing: North Texas has a chance. They're still in it. There's still at least two more games, or at least one more game, but possibly two more games in this era. And if you haven't watched uh Grant McGasson basketball, if you haven't watched Tyler Perry basketball, if you haven't watched Aaron Scott. Ruben Jones, Kai Huntsbury, hopefully Abu Usman. Um, all these dudes play. Um, you got a little taste of that tonight. That was a great performance by these guys. Uh, hopefully they give us a repeat performance on the 28th and then a finale, a grand finale on the 30th in a winning effort where they get to hold up a trophy and celebrate and we get to raise a banner next season to, to open the year. Um, that would be a great way for these guys to go out, right? Whatever the case is, it's good. Uh, you know, you play for hardware. You play for trophies. That's that's why you play. You don't play for for moral victories. You don't play for pats on the back. You play for championships, right? Grant said as much there, and I appreciate that. Uh, they're they're competing to win a championship. The NIT is, you know, it's, it's not as prestigious as the NCAA champ- national championship, but it's a thing, and uh, they're out to win it, and I like it. Um, you know. Like it, yeah, whether whether McCaslin's coaching next year, whether it's Hodge or somebody else, you know, it, it can be a springboard for the program. You know, there's been plenty of teams that have 
that have won it, that have gone on to have really good years the next year. I mean, there's been some teams that haven't been as great, but for a, a mid-major team like North Texas, if they can win it, keep McCaslin, keep Hodge, keep some of the same players, like I think it could be a really a, a tremendous positive for the university and the program. Xavier won it last year, right? And they're still dancing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Texas won it the one year, but that was with Shaka Smart, and that dude, he can't really coach that well. <laughs> so, I mean, they weren't going to do nothing. The only time he's made it past the Sweet 16 was with that VCU team. That was it. That was his, his final four run. That was the only time. The it's, only time. It It's... Uh, I see uh, Grant. I see the the Grant quote that you talked about from Brent Vito. Um, I mean, it's made him a lot of money. I think uh, that's that's what's going on. Um, all right, that's it. If uh, here, here's the other thing, right? Like, so we we try to get on, you know, on the show with Grant. He's been busy. We try to get on with him Thursday and then Friday, and then they're like, "Oh, I can't do it Friday. Maybe we could do it like Saturday." And they're like, "Ah, oh, it's gonna be like maybe ten minutes." And I'm like, "Ah." Uh, that's, no, he was like, I could do it like a player, but again, it's like tough. I was like, all right, it's not, it's not do that because we're gonna play Sunday. You know, y'all won't get to enjoy it very much. I was like, let's maybe do Monday, and they're like, okay, but oh, they're actually on the bus during that time. Like, all right, whatever. So I texted them. Hopefully, we got a whole week now. I know they're gonna fly out there, whatever. If I can't <laughs> get a hold of them, then we won't get them on the show. But that's why we were a little bit delayed on on doing you know the the podcast. You're wondering why it came out tonight and not Sunday as we usually do. That's what's up. I think the next we'll do another show Sunday. Uh, but if I can get a hold of Grant and or you know, maybe Tyler Perry, um, then we'll we'll have that recorded and and well broadcast. We know that also. I wouldn't be a part of the Tyler Perry show because he wouldn't want to talk to me. <laughs> so I'm just saying that for the people. That for the people, if you cannot no. get Graham McCaslin, that you should try to get Ross Hodge because I think you should try to gain a little insight into his mind frame. They're like, look, if, if Grant is leaving, I want to know what is Ross Hodge? Like, what makes him tick? Like, I'm just telling you, mm -hmm. I think people would really <laughs> listen to that. They would. Yeah. You probably have more Texas Tech fans listening to your McCaslin podcast than you would North Texas fans. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Womble wants to throw me a little of that money, that'd be fine too, you know. Uh, Tyler Perry tweets, Fort Coffee, stand up. I mean, he's an Oklahoma kid. He went to Oklahoma and then uh, beat uh, beat the number two program over there, right? Anyway, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so here, here's uh, here's the thing, folks. We're done here. It's been a great show. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed that win. That was fun. Good times. Uh, well, like I said, well, next show is up, up Sunday. Uh, please go to the forum, forum.meanguination.com. Uh, that's just in case Twitter blows up. You know, we, we do a lot of our game day tweetings on the Twitters. Uh, that's at Mingry Nation. Greg, your MG underscore B-Ball report, I think it is. B. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah, you can find them on there. Um, there's meanguination.com. Uh, we've been trying to post a little bit more on there as we find more free time. Tune into that. We'll have uh, there's some spring game talk. Look, nobody really cares about football right now because it's basketball winning time, right? Like this is <laughs> this is what matters. I mean, you know, like everybody. I tell you what's happening in spring. Man, these guys are working hard. I'm excited about what you know they're bringing to the table. Uh, we're gonna be ready and fired up for next season. That that's what everybody's saying right now. Uh, except except the dude at A and M who's like, um, I don't know, maybe maybe Patrino will call the place. Yeah, he'll probably call the place. Maybe maybe I don't know. No, man, everybody art. wants to know. It's North <laughs> Texas, man. It's like the 15th year of a quarterback battle after Mason Fine. Everybody wants to know who's going to be that dude. So you got to get Aldo out of his, you know, hibernation. You know, wake him up, you know, dust him off, and bring him in. For, you know, talk What's going to happen? Is it like is the quarterback's position going to be empty? And then and then the stadium board is going to, like, line up, and it's going to start playing Austin Ani music, and he's going to run out the tunnel. And he's gonna be the quarterback again as a walk-on in his are, corner. Are you sure that he's gonna <laughs> run out the tunnel, or maybe like he should like a wheelchair, or like one of them electronic scooter things? Like you know, you know, who knows anymore? Uh, but yeah, that's the situation, folks. So we're we're not gonna talk a whole lot of football, uh, but that's coming up. We got we got some spring game stuff coming up, eventually. Right now, it's all basketball all the time. NIT tournament, everybody. I'm losing in the Mingri Nation uh, bracket challenge. I'm like 15th. All these, all these up. I try to pick some upsets, but I picked the wrong upsets. 
Uh, I didn't pick FDU. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. I didn't pick uh, some of these other ones, so that's well, not working. So, so full full disclaimer here: my children both picked FDU. <laughs> they both did, and my son he picked. He's not doing the hottest, but he did pick Princeton. No. See, my daughter picked. Uh, she picked Princeton. That that was one. She picked, but she also picked A&M Corpus Christi, and then she picked like. Um, you know, Texas A&M to go all the way. Uh, I'm 16th. So, I mean, the, the winner of this pool, and it looks like it's uh, Steve Hammond here. Uh, it's winning so far. You will get uh, some MingreenNation.com gear. Anyways, we're done here, folks. Some, yeah, He's got some basketball knowledge. I mean, yeah. I know some, uh, you know, some people just coin flip. That's the way to do it. You know, you coin flip it. Uh, in my house, I'm like, whoever wins their little household one, you get to have the treat of your choosing. So sometimes I was like, oh, I want some cake. Uh, me being dead, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna just pick whoever's all your favorite, and I'm going to make you all watch it. So I'm going to eat cupcake. I'm going to eat a cake. I'm going to eat an ice cream cone. And you have to watch me eat it. So like, no, Dad, no, don't do that. So, you know. Mm. Very <laughs> nice, very nice. Put a bow on it, and let's go to bed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. It's been Mean Green Nation podcast. Go Mean Green.